What's up? This is Cody. This is Mark. And this is Mike from Hinder, and you're listening to the Blues Hockey Podcast. Go Blues! Yay, yay! Hockey Podcast, host Jason along with Chris. Yo. Feels like we did this five days ago. It does. We It's because, a little, as a, a little behind the curtain here at the uh, podcast, we did record five days ago. A solid 52 minutes. A solid 25 minutes. That was really good. <laughs> a solid half hour. A solid half hour. Sounded like robots. Yes, we sounded like we were uh, any kind of 80s, uh, uh, you know, new wave. New the wave, band Zap. New wave. If you don't know who that is, Go. look it up. Yeah, it looked really uh, – it wasn't great, so I was really just super down about it, honestly. So I was like, we just had a pretty good podcast. and So, but the only – there's always a silver lining to everything. There is because we got a bunch more news to talk about. Yes. So now we can put talk about actually Blues news instead of just overall NHL news. So now we Correct. get to talk about Blues news who are back at training camp, which is great. Yep. A um, couple of Blues are out. A couple of Blues were out, came back. One is still out. Mm-hmm. Another new Blue is out again. So we'll talk about that. We'll talk about all the new uh, the blue, new CBA. We'll talk about that real mm-hmm. quick. And the thing we did tease on the last podcast was doing the Seattle expansion kind of thing, which we did on the last our podcast that didn't count. Right. But since we have all this new news, we're going to hold off on that and save that kind of for like the off season. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, we're going to be here for eight hours. Yeah. So we're going to do that. And we got some other stuff, some fun stuff coming up, which we'll, uh, you'll be seeing soon on the social medias. Mm-hmm. So we got that to take care of tonight as well. So... A lot of good stuff going on with the podcast. Uh, so we'll kind of give you a little information at the end of the podcast about that. But let's get into all our news. So first off, NHL is officially back, which you probably know by now, the way this, when this is uh, by the time where you hear this. Blues are in the middle of training camp, getting ready to head back up to Edmonton on the 26th of July, about 10 days away from right now when we record this. Uh, they got their um, ex- ex- excuse me exhibition game. Against the Blackhawks, which was announced. That's played in Edmonton. Yep. I'm, they, I'm assuming that. I don't know if it's officially televised. It hasn't been really announced. Yeah, I didn't see anything about being televised or not. Yeah. The, I would imagine, if nothing else, maybe Fox Sports will pick it up. Or one like the ones I did during the preseason games where they did it without any kind of commentators. They just had kind of like the game going on. Right. Pretty much. And that's kind of like – it's kind of like the closed uh, circuit TV-like. Sure. Um when I used to long, long time ago, when I worked at the Blues. They always had a, they always had the inside, they had an inside feed too yep. downstairs. So when I was downstairs after I didn't finish up my job, and we were just kind of there, and I go to Bruce Affleck's office and hanging out, and he had the closed feed on down Smoked there. Cigars. Smoked cigars, he did. I did not, but uh, yeah. So we got that. So first off, let's do Blues news before sure. I get into too much. Blues back on the ice. Officially, the was Monday, the was at 13th. Yes. Yes. So the Blues back on the ice, except for two guys, which was Colton Pareko, mm-hmm. Rob Bortuzzo. So the new, uh, per the new CBA rules, or what they're going with is you're unfit to play. Right. No disclosed injuries. So basically, the injury, it could be, it could, it could be a sprained ankle. You could literally have food poisoning. You could just, or you could have. 
COVID-19, who knows? Right. It's really one of those things where they're leaving very, even more ambiguous than the NHL used to with lower bo- upper body injury, lower body injury. So it's even more kind of like speculation. So they didn't show up. So, of course, the social media was going crazy about Colton Pareko and Robert Bortuzzo not being at practice. Right. Uh, all they can say, too, is we're not going to talk about that. There'll be a practice soon, is all yeah. they said. Well, you and I talked about the Pareko thing because you were like, uh-oh, Pareko's got the corona. And I was like, I don't think so because he's doing a signing at Fan Cave on Tuesday. So, And he did it. Yeah. I mean, it's a private signing, but, I mean, he showed up and signed all the stuff. So, yeah, so he is uh, so he was at practice the next day. Yep. So that was on Tuesday he showed up. Portuzo is still not there. Um, but we could add somebody to take uh, his spot, though, which – or, excuse me, Pareko's spot – that's uh, Vince Dunn was not at practice today. Correct. Uh, the, to quote Craig Rube, he's like, they asked about his absence. He said, you'll have to talk to the league about that. Yep. Meaning. Uh, I might. think that means that's the corona. So, which we talked, which we, uh, which probably been reported already, but earlier the Blues shut down practice a couple weeks ago because of an outbreak of certain three players and the assistant coach supposedly testing positive Correct. for corona. Um. There's been a lot of rumors who it was. Obviously, who we actually speculated on the last podcast who it might be. Not him. Not him because Braden Shen is he was fine. Speed ahead. He was there, so it wasn't him. And but who knows uh, who else was there? So supposedly it was assistant coach. Then Strickland came out and said it wasn't assistant coach. But then we saw Bortuzzo and Preco, and then they I heard it was traced back to a Clayton Bar, which is not surprising. that was the rumor. That was the rumor going around. So who knows? <laughs> but. The point is the Blues are going straight, you know, full speed ahead. It's very interesting watching the kind of like post-practice interviews because it's done via Zoom. So it's just the players kind of like staring there into a camera camera and just kind of like kind of what we all have been kind of doing for like sure. the last four months. So it's kind of interesting to see that. So I will say in regards to the unfit to play thing, that seems to be going around the whole league right now. I mean, players are dropping like flies just in the, what in the last 48 hours. Corey Crawford, unfit to play. Uh, Boston just lost their top two right wingers. Yep, they lost Posternak. Well, they lost Rask, too. And Rat was Rask or Kosh? Rask. Well, Rask left practice early. Okay. Or uh, I, I say Case. I know it's 100% not right. Koska, I think is how you yeah, say his name. Yeah, I think name. so. But, yeah, he – well, he and Posternak were unfit to play. Rask just left practice early. Um But, man, it sure seems like players are, are dropping. But, again, you don't know what it is. It, it could be someone's got the trots that day. Yeah. Um, or it could be COVID-19. It could be anything in between. Could be just a hurt knee. Could yeah. be just getting back in the swing of things and you just pulled something and you just want to take it easy because you got uh, a very grueling yeah, – you got a very different schedule now, coming up. I thought I read in the case of Corey, Corey Crawford that they were shutting him down, that they said he was unfit to play for the remainder of Phase 3 and 4. Which could be I, I just saw him fit the play, so you could be one hundred percent right. But he ever he was going had a very bad bout of like supposedly like vertigo, 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 right? Yeah, yeah. last year. Like he really. He I just wonder came if he's. Back. I wonder if that came back, and I wonder if he's done. Yeah, so if he uh, he might be done there. Who knows what Chicago is going to do? But since they have the last seed in the West, they face the uh, I believe the Edmonton Oilers to start. Oilers. So and they could face the Blues if they win that. Uh, yep. So it'll be very interesting. Depending with the Blues finish, who knows? God, if they get the number one pick, I'm gonna. Yep. <laughs> which I told you when I saw that I, I texted you immediately when I saw that results of the uh, the draft lottery which we talked about yep. uh, last podcast was um, it's one of the bubble one of the teams that are in the playoffs right now that could be out in the 
best of five best of five series so it could be like pittsburgh or it could be could you imagine could you Chicago. imagine like could be pittsburgh a really good team losing or edmonton the, yeah or edmonton like, again f- for real could you imagine like edmonton or pittsburgh getting the number one pick yeah i mean i wouldn't be surprised it's, it's and look at uh, ottawa who had two had a chance to get two like two of the top three picks and they only got one well they got what four one and, and one and five or excuse me two and two five. five yeah yeah so they had two chance they had the top three, they were in two of the top three chances to get that, to get the top pick, and then they didn't get that. That's Ottawa luck. Yep. So, uh, a couple of our blues notes before we uh, move on here, which foregone conclusion, Vladimir Tarasenko officially activated from IR and looked pretty good. He looks good. From four, you might obviously we're going by tape and right. other stuff, but it looks good so far. Uh, a lot of the blues players are pretty much saying they're excited to play. That's all really the blues, really notes out of yeah. kind of everything. Uh, the last thing we said, we talked about a couple, maybe a month back or so, the Blues' top pick, not top pick, but I say top top uh, prospect, Scott Perunovic, uh, officially signed his entry-level deal since the CBA was ratified. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, he's not eligible to practice during this whole Phase 3, Phase 4 thing. So he will play starting next year. Yep. So his contract will start next year. Uh, real quick, I guess, interesting players that are right now. Because the Blues get, get to take 33 players. Right. Um, one that's along but he can't play is Tyler Tucker, yep. Blues draft pick. So he's in town. He's coming into town, I believe. He might have got in today. Uh, a lot of minor league guys. It looks like a call-up. Costin is one of those guys. Yes. I wouldn't be surprised if he's one of the guys they take. I would imagine he'll be a black ace for this year. Yeah, for sure. Troy Brower is obviously going to be one of those guys. Do they re-sign him? He's well. He's still. I mean, he was at the team. Remember, he we, remember he signed him. And then we, I thought that they waived him. They waived him and sent him down, and nobody picked him up. So technically, oh. technically, he's in. He was. At I thought that they waived him, but then they were like, when no one wanted him, he was like, I think I'm just going to call it. A I day. think they were. I think it was going to happen, but then COVID I think hit. everything hit, and then so it kind of got on delay. So got it. He's going right, to go, and so he's going to go. Uh, Jake Wallman, Nico Amicola. We're getting a lot of. Uh, Praise today, Wallman. I think they are. They, according to Lou Korak, was doing uh, a lot of drills. They basically are seeing what they have. Is he an NHL player, or is this guy going to be a career, career AHLer? Right. So I think they're working him extra hard on both both the uh, shifts. They had a A group and B group. He was on both shifts the first two, three days of camp. We're on recording on a Thursday here. Right. So he was working both both groups. So they're trying to see what they get out of this kid and see what officially. Is, do we need to keep moving forward? This kid can he be an NHL ready defenseman, or do we need to, you know, cut our ties or just hey, he's going to be a, our guy we're going to have in the minors and nothing wrong with that. But just so they know, apparently Miko looked really good today. Good. So, which he signed for one year deal, one way deal next year. So definitely a good thing. Uh, a couple other things, I guess. What the other thing? Uh, Barbara Shev's going to have a baby that's mm-hmm. due in August, so he's going to leave the bubble. And then he'll have to come back in. So there's like a very strict testing thing about that. Yes, there is. Uh, so we'll see if he has the baby. I'm, like, I know a couple of players like that. I think uh, there's a player on uh, Lars Eller. Lars Eller in Washington, former uh, Blues draft pick. Yep. He was they said, I'm leaving. So, you know, like yeah. I'll test. You have to test. I think it's four negative tester is what they want, which, and you got to wait up to 24 to 48 hours between tests. That's how fast the testing is. So, I mean, it's two days in between. That's eight days. Yeah. You have to wait. So you, Potentially, depending on the schedule, you might be missed around three, around well, three to three to four games, depending on how the schedule works mm-hmm. out. So we'll get into the schedule in a second here. The big thing is that led to everything that we just talked about is the NHL back in business, not only for this season and next season, plus four seasons. Yep, they actually in four months knocked out 
a new collective bargaining agreement. It's great. Considering we had three labor stoppages under Gary Bettman, we're, you know, I'm always definitely on the not positive half when it comes to the labor stuff because we've had stoppages, obviously. Sure. Part half of seasons and full season stoppages. That's true. And they were able to knock this whole thing out. And like I said, we talked about this, obviously, in our podcast that is uh, no longer with us anymore. Right. But we went to, like, the numbers and stuff, and it's kind of crazy on how far and you know they've looked ahead to how this – how COVID-19 and recovery and hockey-related revenue and salaries and everything. So the main uh, – <clears throat> the article that I used for what we're going to talk about next is on ESPN. So you go to ESPN – uh, there's a really good article, and they break it down like the big takeaways from uh, the collective bargain agreement. So the first one is, which we'll talk about, and which I talked about as the biggest shock to me, is the uh, Olympics are back. I think that was the big thing for the players. I think that's something, and we talked about that, I believe, on the previous podcast as well, that you know, as fun as the World Cup of Hockey is, it's not the Olympics. You know, no one grows up saying, I want to play for Team North America or I want to play for Team Europe. It's, you know, I want to play for the U.S. and I want to win a gold medal. And I don't blame them. You know, like that that's a big sense of pride for a lot of people, especially if you're Canadian or, or Russian or, or American. Like, you want to do that. You want to play in the Olympics for your country. And I think that, you know, you saw the Olympic hockey suffer the last couple of Olympics with no NHL players. Um, so it's, I'm glad to have him back. Yeah. So the first time the Blanchard players, uh, you know, first started was in '94. Yep. So then, you know, the, then last the Olympics was the first time they didn't. Yep. And that was not in my opinion. In my okay. in my personal opinion, it wasn't great hockey to watch. And then I saw some people like where it should be for amateurs and stuff. And I was like, well, well maybe. But I, thought, I know John. I know John. John Tortorella came out today. He's like, you know, I'm probably on the minority, but I think Olympics should be for amateur athletes, not professionals. You know, look, I, I agree with you to an extent, but at the same time, when you have other countries that send their pro athletes for whatever sport it may be, you're putting yourself behind an eight ball. So, you know, for years, let's, let's go back to the 1991 uh, Olympic Dream Team for basketball. 91, 92, right. The reason right. that was put together was because America was getting their asses handed to them in basketball for years. Because Russia and all these Eastern Bloc teams were putting out player or putting out teams of pro players, because there's a whole there's a huge basketball league in Europe, yeah, massive. Like they almost got Kobe back when Kobe was in his prime, yeah, because they were going to pay him like in Italy, right, Milan, yeah, 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 like a ridiculous amount of money, like taxes paid and all that. But there's they were sending those players to the Olympics and just murdering our college kids. So that's when America finally was like, okay, fine. If we're going to do this, if you guys want to do this, you want to play like this, we'll send our best to. And you saw what happened. And then obviously hockey was like, that makes a lot of sense. Just the merchandising alone and the name recognition of how it has spread the sport, you saw the boom of what it did for hockey in the U.S. That 2010 game uh, in Vancouver against Canada mm-hmm. was – I remember I was in a bar in Chicago uh, with my girlfriend who gave a crap about sports and her friend and, and, and that chick's boyfriend, but the bar was packed. Yep. And, and obviously this is right in the middle of the Blackhawks becoming the Blackhawks again. 
But still, like, do that place, if you weren't in an hour before puck drop, you weren't getting a spot. Yeah. Um, and I think that only benefits the NHL to have that many eyes on the game. And to be like, oh, I like that guy. I like that guy from the Olympics. Oh, he plays for this team. I can watch this team. Yeah. I can watch this sport. Which you, you can attribute to a degree. Uh, T.G. Oshie's rise. 100%. That, that, if you think from when O.G. before that shootout to where he is now, do you think that guy would be making $8 million right Absolutely now? not. The name recognition from the Olympics helped get that $8 million. You better believe it. I think he would have been up there in salary. I'm not arguing that by any means. but He's talented. I, he's very talented. But I think that shootout put his name. As he not, puts he was butts not, in he, seats. He was not only as like. Oh, and the NHL is probably known. Oh, that really that guy from St. Louis who's really good at shootouts in NHL who does some fancy moves, or whatever. Now he's like the nationally known guy who won a game for the USA. And I, that, I would say that blew him up. I mean, he was all like Good Morning America the next yep. day with his kid and his uh, girl, not wife, but girlfriend and stuff. Yeah, he that. I mean, obviously, I would say that some of it has died off. But in 2010, if you asked the common everyday American. Name me two hockey players. They probably would have told you Wayne Gretzky and TJ Oshie. Yeah, which, I mean, it's not surprising because just of what happened and how right. big that was. I mean, even though we talked about it, well, I was like kind of like when we first decided to start doing the podcast, it was that morning. It was early morning. I was like a huge game for hockey fans to watch, mm-hmm. and people were just waking up. By the time that game got to that point, people were just waking up. Yeah, well, that was probably by that time that we got to there it was, what, 7, 9 a.m.? So eight eight thirty yeah, yeah. yeah. So it was like like five thirty or so when it starts six yep. when it started or something like that. So by the time of the shootouts, you're talking it's like eight eight thirty. People are just waking up and flipping on. Oh, let's see what Olympics wrong because I know Olympics start early because right. it was over in uh, Sochi, Russia. Sochi, yeah. So it's like boom. So the next two Olympics in uh, Beijing in 2022 and 2026. Milan, Italy. Milan, Italy for that one. Uh, so I am going. Put, I'm telling you right now, we will have a live correspondent in Milan, Italy. I go. have six years to save up for it. I will be at those games. You heard it here. I'm hoping to. We'll see how, see how that goes. That's a, it's a long time for now. So well, yep. it's, it's a good Start thing. saving now. So, uh, so pending from the IOC, International Olympic Committee. Which they'd be stupid to say now. Yeah. So and the, I think also the IIHF has to approve yeah, it. Some of those have I couldn't imagine anyone standing in the way of that. Yeah. So the next big thing is, which I think led to this portion. I think the Olympics happened because of what happened here. The players conceded on salary. Absolutely. I think the salary caps are going to stay flat for the next couple of years at 81.5. Uh, the highest uh, it could have been before everything hit. The general managers met a week before everything got shut down. They were talking in the 88 range. Wow. And it just tells you how big of a drop-off in revenue they had. So right now it's going to stay about 81.5 and do a slight tick up after two years, depending on hockey reaching $4.8 billion in revenue. When it reaches that, it'll start to go up a little bit, which they're hoping in two years that that's basically when people will be showing up to games again. Sure. Hopefully that's very, I think, let's hope. Right. <laughs> let's hope by this time next year we're talking about like watching games in person again. And you know, it's funny not to stop you, but to that end, um, I was talking to our friend who I share my season tickets with. And he was like, hey, so what are the Blues saying about next year's season tickets? And I was like, they're not. Yeah, they don't know. It's like, I haven't gotten a, a single email about it. I was like, and the fact is, we lost at least two, if not three games out of our package. Um, we had committed to buy for the playoffs. 
and we were waiting to see what was going to happen with next season as far as how it was going to allot for us. But I was like, they haven't said a damn thing to us because they don't know when we're coming back. And then you, they do roll yours into next year because I think that I heard that's what yeah. they were basically doing with everybody. They're yeah. basically not – I think if you call them, like I said, like, hey, I need this money type thing. Yep. But I think overall they're just saying, hey, we, this is for next year. We got you for next year. Yeah. I mean, that's basically what they did is we get a credit for the two game through the two or three games we didn't get to attend. And uh, then it rolls into next year, which, I mean, it's only a couple hundred bucks, but still a couple hundred bucks. Yeah, but the, like I said, the the salary cap's going to remain flat for the next couple of years. Players are also going to be taking a, pay, a slight pay cut here. Um, but in two years, another thing, back to normal, you have Seattle coming in. Mm-hmm. You have a new uh, TV contract will be coming up. So I'm sure mm-hmm. a lot of people will be scrambling for content. So I'm sure they'll get some money there. Uh that is a numbers thing, being a numbers guy. I'll try to make this as non-boring as possible. So basically, the earliest example I can have is 2018-2019. Escrow, which is the amount of money held players are held back from their salary yep. till, until hockey is real. Both players and owners get 50-50 share. Until it reaches that, players' salaries are held back. Yep. So they held back 12.9%, but then they get 3.25% back in 2018, so about almost 10% total. So starting next year is twenty percent, then about fourteen to eighteen, depending on revenue and some other stuff. Then ten percent for twenty twenty two, and then after that it's six percent. So which ain't know, bad. Which that's going so they're taking a huge cut up front. Mind you, they could get some of that back, but then by the time it goes down, it'd be six percent. That's you know that's very low. We talked about our Timmy Panarin was very big on like we can't go back until we get rid of all right, we get rid of escrow or have the escrow issue figured out because he thought. Withholding too much money. Talking right. to a guy who is the fourth highest paid player in the league, I believe, right now. Yep. At $11.6 million, I believe. Uh, so, I mean, not hurting, man. No, not at all. So, so that's also a big deal. So, deferring part of their salary for next year is 10%. Then they'll get that back in the years from 2022 to 2025 in, in increments with a little interest on top of that. Yep. Which ain't so, bad. So, it's like you take a little cut now. And then say you're a player who retires in a handful of years. So let's say he retires in two years. So that, tw- that salary in three years, you'll be getting at least a little check in the mail Yeah, from that salary you won't be having. Uh, players are now getting minimum wage players are now getting a small bump in pay, about twenty five grand, So 750 to 775 so I can nice. live off that. Nice. Yeah. So uh, Mitch Marner, who got a huge contract because of his salary technically being the minimum next year, he gets a small bump in pay – and all his stuff, which is interesting, even though he's so he's going from now his average annual salary would be ten point eight nine three million dollars instead of uh, excuse me, it was ten point eight nine three. Now it's ten point eight nine seven one six seven. Sure. So good for math. Him. Good for him. Now okay, done with numbers. Now player trades are less restrictive. Yeah. So if a player has a no movement clause, no trade clause, and they waive it to go to a team. Um, it doesn't disappear after that. Yep, it it's not like it's not like a one time like like a like a, like one time potion you use and you're done. Right. It's something that sticks with the player after that, and they're going to continue to use that from here on out. Uh, another Which makes th- sense. Yeah. So another thing is when we trade for Marco Scandella, we gave up a second round pick and a conditional, and then a conditional if we if he signed with us. Uh, if he didn't, we didn't have to pay that pick. Well, he signed with us, so we owe Montreal that extra pick. Those conditional picks are no longer happening from here I on out. I think that's interesting to me. It just makes everything straightforward now. It's like, hey, one, like, you know, whatever is on the table, I'm not going to give you this just in case. And 
to me, or I if think a player reaches this many goals or plays as many games or whatever. It's, I think you, where that's really going to hit the most is when you start talking about rentals. Yep, because rental if they get through play or if I get through the third round of playoffs or if I get to the Stanley Cup, or finals, if I resign him, yeah, or I get to the Stanley Cup finals, you get my first rounder. Yep. We get to we we get to the Stanley Cup, we get to the conference finals, you get the second round pick, and yep. so on and so forth. So the, it's very interesting. The example they use here is PK Subban, who went to Nashville hours before his no trade clause kicked in, and so the Predators declined to honor that clause, which was their right. So he didn't have one, so they're able to ship him to New Jersey where they didn't feel like dealing with him anymore and they needed a cap room. Yeah. So it's one of those things where he kind of had a trade clause and then just poof, poof, disappeared. And now he can go wherever he gets traded to, and he seems okay with where he's at. But still, it's just right. a player you know negotiates that. For example, Justin Falk just negotiated a no trade clause for his new contract that starts next year. So if Doug Armstrong does not get rid of him, he can still get lost in the expansion draft, which I highly expect to happen if he keeps his current play. But uh, you have to carry that to the next team. So if he goes to Seattle, Seattle has to honor his no-trade clause. Right. Or wherever he goes, Anaheim, Ottawa, somewhere not in St. Louis. Possibly. Zimbabwe. Anywhere but there, basically. Uh, so here's all the dates you're going to need to know going forward. Stanley Cup final, September 22nd, and then no later than October 4th. So my birthday is September 26th, so that would be amazing to have a Stanley Cup Finals game on my birthday. Yep. Be nice. The draft is the 9th and 10th of October. Cool. Free agency is seven days after the finals ends. So technically, if it ends the 4th, the day after the draft, you could have free agency start. Yep. Which, and it's back to free agent frenzy. Correct. Which is uh, so the next thing I'm going to say. So there's no, like, I say buyer's window where you can kind of talk to players and get a contract figured out ahead of time. Then on July 1st, you would a lot of the the leagues do that. You get basically the seven days before free agency for teams to call your agent and just say, Hey, is he interested? Mm -hmm. Is he great? Let's talk details. Can we get something worked out? Yeah. That way at, you know, 1201 on the day of free agency, you can have that contract in and done. Yeah. Um, That's going to go away. Now at 1201, the phone starts ringing. Yeah, which is, I think, more fun in my version. Oh, it's the Wild so, West. So it's like you kind of like wake up at, uh, I mean, it used to be like midnight, but I think they changed it to like noon that day. So I remember working from home the day when Paul Stasny signed. So I remember just like hitting the refresh button for like noon. And when I hit noon just to see what happened, and all, all of a sudden it's like 12.05, and then all of a sudden it's a blue sign Paul Stasny, which you're like, at the time we didn't have any really centers, so it was a really cool deal. Yep. So that's going to be fun again. For sure, it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, so a little break there. So the players get about a month-ish break. Then back at it. They're back at it. Training camps will start back up on the 17th of November. And then games start back up on December 1st. Yeah. Um, they really haven't – they're off – obviously, things can change depending on everything that's going on in the world right now. But that's the, the dates they've put in they put in place. So hopefully those stick. Uh, the interesting thing for the other thing they could decide is uh, – all-Star game may or may not happen depending on how the, they want to structure things. They mm-hmm. might take the All-Star game out this year, move it to whoever has it. I think it's Carolina, I want to say. We Obviously, we had it last year. I don't remember who whoever has, has it. I think it might be Carolina, I want to say. I think it is Carolina. Okay. So, they um, would get it the following year. Yeah. So, and also, and no word on the Winter Classic. I think that's going to move to next year, too. I think they're going to just move it to next year. I There's no surprised. need to play that game outside if you can't have fans. Correct, and that's that's a massive marketing and money maker for the league because yep. the league sets the prices for those seats. Yes, they do, and they are uh, not, not cheap. cheap. Crazy. So, 
six, like I said, six seasons, possibly seven. Shocked. I'll just say that much. That's, and I think it, it's fair. I think it's a fair CBA on both sides. I don't think one team uh, took it more than another one. Uh, I think that both teams made concessions. I think that there's probably things that both teams or both sides like and, and, and maybe don't like about it. But overall, I think this is a very fair CBA. About, and it was so just uh, the player voting, about 79% approved of the deal. That's big. That's big. So there are some players who didn't approve it. I mean, some of it could have been the whole, like, maybe not the financial side of it. Like, maybe they were just not happy with how they're going to do these uh, players opting out. So, so could far, be. players opting out. Um, I would say, and that's not rude to any of the players, but no, I think massive name is really kind of opted out. No one who's made you go, wow, I can't believe he's not going to play. Yeah, I think right now, I mean, former Blue Roman Polak said he kind of was skeptical for a long time saying he didn't want to come back to North America and play. He already signed a new deal with a league over there, and so yeah. he's done. So he's officially never coming, probably never come back to the NHL. I mean, he was... I mean, look, I'll be fringe, honest. If I didn't, NHL player if I didn't live in the States, I don't know if I'd want to come back right now. Yeah. So, I mean, he is uh, not coming back. So... That's a little interesting, to say the least. Uh, let's see. Who else? Carl Alsner was, I think, another guy. But it's one of those things where he might not have been playing. Right. And people were talking. And that's one thing I heard like Chris Kerber, I think, bring up today on the radio and thought it was a very good point. He's a guy that's, why go risk all this? I'm not going to play. I can opt out, still get my – and Carl Alsner signed you. signed a huge deal and has been pretty much a disappointment for the Montreal Canadiens. I want to say he's making around $4 million right. a year. The, in the new CBA, if you opt out, they're still going to pay you. Yeah. So it's not like if you don't show up, you're not going to get paid. Like, so he was going to say like, oh, I don't have to leave, possibly risk, you know, getting sick. I mean, believe what you want to believe, but I mean, obviously getting sick, doing, going or risking your life. Right. Agree you're doing sure. And, uh, I still get paid my X amount of dollars. Okay. I mean, the playoffs are not paid anyway by players, but I mean, his playoff bonuses or whatever he has, right. he could possibly earn for playing in the playoffs. I don't know his contract, but so he's out. So outside of that, um, you know, some other players, I think we've seen unfit to play. We talked about, I mean, you've made before the podcast, talk about yep. Corey Crawford was unfit to play, yep. which we don't know if that's COVID related or the vertigo related. Who knows? Yep. David Pasternak. David Pasternak. And we talked about Kashe, we just talked about. But I mean, so we've, it's kind of interesting to see what's going around. So between players opting out, players had till, you know, the Monday before, this is their 13th, basically right. the opt outs. So all players who opted out have opted out. So nothing, I mean, nothing is the players opted out, but I don't think there's any kind of huge piece of the puzzle guys you're talking yeah. about guys who are either fringe players or you know bottom pairing lower sure. nine guys game dates yep so first off exhibition schedule we have to have one some play, some teams have two i noticed but only one uh for the blues they play the blackhawks on the 29th in edmonton yep no idea on time yet or excuse me time is at 5 30 yep uh central time no idea on broadcast yet I did see Darren Pang tweet that the round robin games and the first round of the playoffs will be on Fox Sports Midwest. Oh wow! Okay. So, so he did say that somebody asked him, and he did tweet that. So I don't know if he should have said that, but that's pretty much out there. Um, the Blues have three round robin games to start. The first one is August second, I mean at five thirty, against the Colorado Avalanche. That'll be a really good game to start. Agreed. It's on a Sunday, uh, so obviously Pang said that. I'm assuming it's on Fox Sports Midwest at least. Mm-hmm. Maybe a national. We'll pick that up since it's prime Possibly. time game. It's a prime time game. Um, and they play the six against the Vegas Golden Knights. Time to be determined. 
and then they play on the ninth at uh, at well against the Dallas Stars. Yep. So after that, the seating will be figured out for the Blues. Who they where they figure out? I don't know between one and four. We'll see where they and then other teams and all the round robin games. So by August tenth, at the very latest, all the round robin games and all the I guess they I'll say preliminary buy in. Let's say play in round. Yep. Will be done at the very latest. Uh, so that's the schedule as of right now. So starting August first, be ready if you're uh, if you're at home, you're going to have a lot of hockey to watch. Basically, yeah. starting from about noon till eight to ten o'clock at night, you're going to have I think between five and six games a day. That's so great, that's, so, man. That's awesome. So no matter who you want to watch, you might want to flip on the Carolina Islanders game or Carolina New York Rangers game. Whatever I think that's who we're yeah. playing. Or if you want to watch, you know, Blues and Blues and whoever, or right. blue, you know, so. A lot of different games coming up, so you got all those things. We're going to go over the complete bracket on the next podcast, and that will lead into our kind of uh, bracket challenge that we're going to do. So we're going to have a bracket challenge with a lot of so some giveaways built into that. So more details on the next podcast that will be posted on the last week of July. Cool. So we're going to have a nice little uh, fun little playoff bracket challenge that we'll do and pay attention to our social medias for more information. We'll wrap it up there. So if you can get a hold of us on uh, Twitter, it's at Blues Hockey NHL. Chris I'm is that? At Hossapalooza. Uh, find us on Facebook and Instagram. The same thing. It's at Blues Hockey Podcast. Uh, also, find us on our website. It's blueshockeypodcast.net. That has links to all podcasts. Uh, has a link to our merchandise page with all our shirts. Uh, hint, there'll be some more coming up soon. Yes, there will. Uh, so be pay attention to those. Uh, you can order shirts there. Whatever you order helps us out here uh, and make sure I don't get janky equipment because apparently that's what happened last time. <laughs> so apparently I apparently I'm putting things back together. Don't I don't know how to plug things in all the way. Apparently phrasing, phrasing. So anyway, a little behind the scenes there of me just being an idiot. So let's see, we got that 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 that. So what else are we on? Are we on uh, plenty of fish. Yes, plenty of fish. Uh, uh, Friendster. Friendster, yeah, Friendster's back. MySpace, MySpace. If I, what's it gonna? I can tell. Do you remember where your song was on my last MySpace page? I can remember tell you what my song. You remember you used to have a song. You yeah, play yeah. When they, you click on somebody's page and it would play a song. I don't know what my. I I have no idea what mine was. Mine's a super wrestling nerd one, but I can tell you what it is. Okay, mine is at the time because they just started being together. It was the uh, Randy Orton Edge rated RKO like mix right. together. That was the last. Uh, I remember that because I'm like I was so happy to find that. Then everybody's like, "Oh, you, this Facebook thing's a lot cooler." And I'm like, "Oh, okay, I'll go to Facebook." Yeah, I don't remember what my last song was. So I remember what that was. So I'm guessing some Guns N' Roses song. No, probably not. No, hmm. that was um, my guess at least. I either did. I usually either did something from work or something that was really current and I liked at the time. I don't know. I have I'm, no idea. Nope, I know what it is. Cleese Milkshake. Probably. That's my guess. Yeah. That's the most random so. song I can come up with right now, so we'll go with that. I'll go with that. So uh, and make sure you find the podcast once again on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, uh, Pocket Cast, Overcast, and all the cast. And, uh, yeah, just remember to rate us, and uh, it really helps a lot of stuff out for us. Yes, please. It just kind of gets everything uh, rolling in the right direction. Uh, lastly, but not leastly, uh, thanks to both our sponsors, not only Rockstar Taco Shack and Will over there, uh, just amazing stuff what he does over there over in Newtown go check them out all the information is on the not only our Facebook page but on the website blueshockeypodcast.net yep. and also look for Upcycle Hockey who's also on there so Eric over Upcycle Hockey has some really great stuff he just finished doing like I think three chairs he knocked out this week and they look, they look great they're so, awesome looking man yeah so go ahead and there and he's got some other stuff he's working on 
Also, he has some uh, awesome shirts and hats. The hats so, are dope. Yep. So go ahead and order those. He has a his link to his uh, store page is on our website. Once again, lastly, blueshockeypodcast.net. So right now, that's all a lot of news. We kind of condense it down real quick. And like I said, the Seattle stuff we'll do another time. I know I teased that, but I think we actually have Blues news. And breaking, breaking, breaking news. Okay, hold on. Breaking news. Okay, breaking news. So uh, Blue has been nominated for an award, a finalist for an award. Another one? So um, Ryan O'Reilly is going to be uh, a finalist for the Lady Bing. Nice. So he was a finalist last year, did not win, but won obviously plenty of other stuff last year. Indeed on he Consmith, uh, Stanley Cup, and the Selkie Award. Yep. Also, Jay Bo Meester did not make the finalist of the Master on Trophy, which is a bummer. I'm kind of shocked. The three they pick, man, it's hard not to. I know. Oscar Limbaum, who was uh, battled cancer and beat cancer. Yep. Uh, Bobby Ryan, who battled alcohol addiction. And there was somebody else, and I don't have the screen up right now. I just closed it. So, but I mean, three really good. Like, I mean, one of those where I'm like, I can't even be mad because I, you know, those are three really good stories. I get it. On perseverance. So, I, I heard the guys on uh, NHL Network today saying that, you know, how this award has kind of. Um, evolved into a uh, comeback award story. Yeah, that they they would like to see. Um, or pretty much, there's a dude on every team who gets it. Yeah, every every team has a nomination, and it goes to a pool, and then they vote on. Well, that but pool. what they're saying is that every dude, a guy on every team, should get an should get a Masterson award. Yeah, because it's like, how do you go around and go that that guy's cancer was more important than this guy's alcoholism and this guy. Or this guy Damn, dying, dying, dying on the bench. bench, yeah. So, and and he makes a good point in that regard. So, yeah. so, but so Ryan O'Reilly once again on the award list. So obviously there won't be some big ceremony considering what's going on in the world. So Correct. we'll find out. Uh, so no, so far no other Blues have been nominated for anything. Uh, the goalie one has not come out yet. Uh, I think Bennington has at least an outside shot of getting in that one. I would think so. Maybe you not. You got to think Barube would have been up for the. Uh, he did not. He did, he did not win. I know. I, it shocks me that he. It's did, all Eastern yeah. Conference uh, guys. So I was kind of shocked that he, considering you didn't have your basically your star player for sixty plus games. Yeah, and didn't miss a beat. Yeah, first place in the West. But who knows? But he should have done it. He should have won it on last year alone. I, but, I totally agree. But he was not. But some reason didn't get in. So anyway. I'll take the Stanley Cup over all the awards anyway. Agreed. So we'll wrap it up there. We got a lot of fun stuff we're working on tonight. And then we got some other stuff that we'll be tweeting out and sharing on the socials in the, in the coming weeks. So just pay attention to those. You're going to learn how to win a little playoff uh, bracket challenge and hopefully win that with the big – we got a prize pack. It's going to be awesome. So stay tuned for that. We'll talk to you guys here. See ya. Come on, come on,